0: Score North, download Declan Goff here on Score North Live with Robbie Mackloff and Judd Zolgat. If you're set to spend more time at home than in your car over these next several days, you can still listen to Score North in three different ways the free Score North app on your phone and tablet, ScoreNorth.com, or by saying Alexa, open Score North. Michael Pierce is the latest signing by the Minnesota Vikings. He agreed to a three year, $27 million deal from the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. He is a nose tackle, essentially replaces Linval Joseph's spot in the Vikings' defense. We'll waste no time. We'll get into an interview right now with Jamison Hensley, who covers the Baltimore Ravens for ESPN. Uh, on Score North Live right now with Robbie Makhlouf and Judd Zolgan. On 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app, and there is the aforementioned Jamison Hensley, ESPN uh, Ravens reporter, also of WBAL in Baltimore. Jamison, how are you this afternoon, man? Doing well, guys. How about you? Doing well. What what kind? One of the first things when Linval Joseph signed with the Chargers yesterday, shortly before the Michael Pierce news of him signing with the Vikings, that our Vikings reporter Matthew Collar said was Linval Joseph is a guy that the Vikings are going to miss in that locker room. Just the, the type of magnetic personality that guys gravitate towards, and kind of a leader and set an example in that locker room, and just just a just a good attitude to have in there in terms of setting the tone. What kind of guy are they getting in Michael Pierce?
1: Yeah, with Michael Pierce, a very good attitude. I mean, he is a very good locker room guy, very jovial, very good-natured. He never really had, and I can't say he can't become a leader, but in the Ravens' locker room, uh, when you, uh, have had for many years, a uh, Terrell Suggs and in the defensive line room, you had a Brandon Williams, uh, who's always been there, the, the top guy in Baltimore. He never really had to assume a leadership role. So we really didn't have a chance to see whether he could kind of fill any kind of leadership void. Uh, but as far as a guy that goes in, does his work, uh, very much kind of underappreciated just because he doesn't put up a lot of stats, kind of does a lot more of the dirty work. Uh, but still, just a guy that I've never heard really a bad word from teammates. And last year he went through a a pretty tough time, uh, because, uh, you know, he he, he stayed away because he wasn't getting a, you know, a a big deal. Uh, so he didn't report up until, uh, minicamp. And when he reported to minicamp was very much out of shape. Mm. He acknowledged that. Uh, but a lot of his teammates rallied behind him saying they knew once he got back, he would shed the weight, which he did. Uh, but still, you can, when, when the guy is going through his tough moments and you see teammates rally around him, I think that's kind of how you know what kind of a character guy he is.
2: So two big guys, obviously, in the uh, middle of that line for Baltimore last season. How, uh, No pun intended here. How big of a role did uh, Pierce play in the uh, Ravens' ability to stop that run since it was a couple of guys who uh, you know clearly ate up a lot of space there, Jameson?
1: Yes, and uh I mean him and Brandon Williams as a tandem uh just you you just didn't see a lot of teams run right up the middle against the Ravens just because they knew what they 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 really had uh in there and it was kind of funny uh with Don Wake Martindale the defense coordinator for the Ravens uh, he said he used to always, uh, re, re, you know, refer to those guys as the, uh, FSU guys. And he's like, they didn't go to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Florida State. And the last word was up. And, uh, so he, he's like, they just really caused a lot of havoc, uh, in the middle of the line, uh, for, for teams. And, uh, that's why the Ravens, they, they knew Michael Pierce was going to get a big payday. And when the Ravens went out, they, they addressed their, for their end, they added Michael Brockers because they knew, uh, once Michael Pierce was gone, they needed somebody to go in there and, and replace him because there was going to be a huge void uh, once he was going.
0: You mentioned he showed up a little heavy to minicamp last year after the, the contract dispute. The number I read was 390 pounds that he reported to minicamp, and John Harbaugh yeah. actually pulled him off the practice field and told yeah. him to go get his stuff together. Has that been a problem over the course of his career, or was that something that kind of just yeah. popped up and then he took care of?
1: Yeah, that was never really a big problem. I mean, he was always a big guy, uh, and you know because uh you know he 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 you know he knew he wasn't going to get that big extension from the Ravens, so he would only show up. He missed all the voluntary workouts in the spring, so when he showed up at minicamp and I was there at that practice, it was even hard for him to put one of the largest jerseys they had hmm. to kind of fit over his wow. stomach. I mean, it was he was just large. Wow. Um, and but he, the thing is, he had always been in their conditioning program every other year before that so that was never a problem because he was always there and they were always monitoring his weight this past time you know he went out and uh you know i probably didn't exercise as much as he probably should came in overweight and you saw harbaugh go right up to him and point you know talk to him and just kind of basically you know you, you you're gonna hurt yourself out here so he went away we talked to him the, the thing with uh with pierce was after minicamp he was going to Italy, of all places, for vacation, and it's going to be hard to lose weight when you go over there, but he did. He brought a scale with him <laughs> over to Italy and made sure he was not gaining it. He was actually still losing weight, even though he was no, on vacation. No, you don't
0: lose weight while you're vacationing in Italy. That's not a thing that That's happens.
1: You need to ask you. him. When you, when you talk to him, he actually brought a scale with him, and he promised. And honestly, when he came back uh, by training camp, we're talking about four weeks. Uh, he shed a lot of weight. He wasn't perfect, but he shed a lot of that weight. And I I, I know he was pretty embarrassed by the whole thing, uh but still, it's just a very good guy. I mean, I can't really say a, a really bad word about Michael Pierce.
2: In shape, what type of push can he potentially get on a QBs?
1: Now, he's more of that run stopper. Okay. And there was always he was kind of that guy that everyone said, "Oh, well, you know, over the years he, he'll develop into more of a pa- just never really, never really saw that. He was mostly only out there for for the early downs. When they uh, went to, to obvious passing situations, uh, they would bring a couple other guys to to go and in, and in, in line up in the middle. So uh, never really a big sack guy. There were occasions when you know he would uh, shed somebody, and if some teams were throwing on first and second down, uh, and he would get after a quarterback. But I would just know his forte is stopping the run, taking on double teams. Uh, causing teams to, to really change their blocking schemes uh, just because of the massive space eater that he is.
0: One last question for you, and it's not related to Michael Pierce. How lucky are you to just watch Lamar Jackson do what he does every week? <laughs> and is this? Do you think this is sustainable? I do. I'm a believer in Lamar Jackson. But the one knock on him is people say he runs so much and takes so many hits that there's no way that this can last. Is
1: that something that folks out in Baltimore are worried about? There is some concern, uh, but what I will say, and and I have actually seen it after kind of coaches have pointed this out to me, that you know he's run his whole career and really hasn't missed any games. Hasn't really got. He has a knack for kind of contorting his body when he knows he's getting ready to take a hit, and he doesn't ever take a like a full blown hit on him. And uh, the other other kind of factor is they said, you know when. Years when Joe Flacco was here, and when you have a pocket quarterback, they're going to get hit, and they're going to get hit from the blind side. At least when Lamar Jackson is running, he has the vision to know, okay, I'm going to get hit from this angle. I can kind of try to avoid it as as much as necessary. But they do acknowledge there's going to have to be an evolution with this offense. That he is not going to be able to run this much every single year. It's just not not sustainable. But they're never going to say, Lamar, don't run. I think that's never going to happen in Baltimore, but that, I think that's how they feel this is sustainable is that as he gets even more comfortable as a passer, the rushing numbers will go down, but it still won't ever go down to the point where he's just not running the ball ever.
0: That's Jamison Hensley. He covers the Ravens for ESPN and WBAL in Baltimore and our guest for the last few minutes here on Score North Live. Appreciate it, Jamison. Thanks a lot, man.
1: You have a good day, guys. Same Thank
0: you. you. Judd, I'm legitimately impressed that somebody goes to Italy brings a scale with him and loses weight. Because I'm telling you, you know I'm not much of a traveler. Have you ever seen a football
2: player, though, get really fat? Because I I have, and I've covered it. Yeah. And it is, like, it's not like when you or I get fat... (laughs) <laughs> it's a different fat. I don't know, man. Um, I'm pretty prolific at getting fat, my, Judd. I don't think you should be selling me short. I was My I'm, favorite one? I'm 5'8", and I was 320 at one oh, point. Oh, you were right. fat, but I'm just saying football fat and football ability to lose fat. My favorite one of, of all time was, I think it was, Les Frazier's first year as the Vikings coach full year. So I think it was 2011. Training camp in Mankato. And Rami, I kid you not, Bryant McKinney showed up so fat and out of shape. Left tackle, okay? He was so out of shape, the Vikings doctors wouldn't allow him to practice because his cholesterol was off the charts. They were afraid he might drop dead. Wow. And they cut him, and then guess who signed him? The Baltimore Ravens. But that's a that's a type of fat. Like, that's not a, oh, we're really worried about you. That's a, We're worried about the liability of you dying on the practice you know, field, which I isn't was- funny, but they... Basically said, you can't practice. You are so grossly out of shape. Your cholesterol has spiked so high. I mean, I was probably there too, Judd. I just wasn't showing up for my yearly physical. But chance- yeah, but you didn't try and play left tackle for the Bears. <laughs> that's, that's
0: what I'm like saying. Like you were like- exerting yourself to the point of
2: your heart possibly exploding, which is what I think they were afraid of. Dude, five eight, three twenty. Again, oh yeah, no. Again, I'm not, I'm not. I don't. I didn't have the access to
0: a doctor that. Did you that ever think McKinney- about
2: becoming a run stuffer?
0: Oh that's that's exact that was the only thing I was good for. <laughs> yeah, I played a little football and that was literally
2: the only thing I was good at was being hard to move. <laughs> like so this is uh so so Pierce <laughs> from what Jameson just told us. Uh, Pierce sounds to me like an old school run stuffing nose guard, right? Yeah, I was thinking of like a Ted Washington exactly. or a
0: Keith Trailer
2: when it when I, I, love was, when those I was guys. reading and hearing about him. Yeah. By the way, I love those guys. Jerry Ball Washington trailer uh go down that list of what the 90s those just big enormous fat guys and they couldn't they couldn't really move great but they would just you would run into them and they and you were just done
0: I love big fat tackles run I do stuff too. and tackles I got to be honest I'm so a do huge I. fan I huge when the bears had Keith trailer and Ted Washington yep playing in front of Brian Erlacher that's a big part of the reason why Brian Urlacher was as productive as he was sure. the prime of his career, because offensive linemen just didn't touch him. It took two offensive linemen to move Washington or trailer, and Brian Urlacher was just running around with freakish speed, doing crazy things, because nobody could get to him. And the Vikings
2: had the Williams wall. That's right, yeah. 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 Devin Pat Williams, Pat and man. Williams, but dude. but Those, you know, Pat, Pat was fat, but Pat could move. Fit fat. Pat could move. Now, Pat did get so fat that he was put on the uh, pup list to start training camp, Childress's first year, and so he was too fat then. But the thing with Pat is, Pat had these, how can I describe these? He had these spindly legs, okay? <laughs> so he looked like he he had the legs of a ballerina and the torso <laughs> of a massive fat man. The best thing about Pat, I kid you guys not, Pat was here for, what, four or five years, and he was a really good player. Um, The Vikings roster. I'm not joking, listed him throughout the course of his career here at 317 pounds. Now, there's no way he was anything less than 350. He was probably I was more. I say, that's not that big for, for a he wasn't stuffing not that. He tackles. was much fatter. But, but here's what I loved. 317. Like, how do you get to 317. Well, three fifteen is not plausible. People are going to know we're lying. Yeah, you want three, to make it sound realistic. But if you the three seventeen doesn't if, sound realistic. You,
0: no, but if you just land on a five or a zero, yes. dude, people are going to assume you made that up. You do like a six or a seven. It's 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 a little mind trick that that it makes it a little bit more believable for whatever reason. I
2: just always loved that it was three seventeen, as if we were all going to be like, yeah, you know what? He's three seventeen. We got to get to a break. Still trying to uh, pin down an exact time for
0: PJ Fleck, but he's going to join us in the one o'clock hour. It looks like and and uh, right after this Judd did you catch Adam Silver's interview with Rachel Nichols yesterday I did not has some interesting ideas and some ideas that I'm not really all that interested in right after this it's score north live on 1500 score north